Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... John Clark. John Clark. And we are so excited to be with you at the beginning of a new week. We got a fantastic show planned for you. And like 10 seconds before we came on, I figured out that there's actually a theme. So I'll talk about that in a minute. But let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for all you have given us. Please cover us with the protective, precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and increase your Holy Spirit in us with his gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, hunger for prayer, and discernment to help us know your will and to surrender it to it more completely. Father, heal our negative emotions and any words in our heart and spirit. Send the sword of your Holy Spirit to sever and break all spells, curses, hexes, voodoo, and all negative genetic, intergenerational, and addictive materials, past, present, or to come, known or unknown, against us, our relationships and family, finances, possessions, and ministry. Father, we forgive and ask forgiveness for our sins and failings, and ask that our whole person, body, and mind, heart and will, soul and spirit, memory and emotions, attitudes and values be cleansed, renewed, and protected by the most precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus Christ, we bind and break the power and effect uh, effect in and around us of any and all evil spirits who are trying to harm us in any way. We command these spirits and their companion spirits in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to leave us peacefully and quietly. Jesus, we thank you for healing the effects of these spirits in and around us. Dear Holy Spirit, please fill any void in us with your overflowing great love. All this, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the guidance of your Holy Spirit, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Spouse of the Holy Spirit, please pray for us and with us. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. I love that prayer. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. <clears throat> well, everybody, thanks again for being on with us. We're very excited for the show this morning. And I was mentioning, just right before we prayed that, I figured out there's a theme. And the theme here is fatherhood and family and the importance of both. And this is going to be great because we've got so many different guests, but all of them relate back to this very core theme. And one of the things I think about is, you know, Sister Lucia, right? She said that the final battle over marriage and family life, or or the final battle between heaven and hell would come over marriage and family life. And Hmm. I think we're seeing that, right? We're seeing an attack on fatherhood. We're seeing an attack on the family. And we're going to talk about some fantastic examples of how we're fighting back, right? How we're bringing the battle back to the evil and, uh, and, and making sure that we're fighting for 
what we believe in and, and standing up for that. So I'm very excited to have this conversations with all of our different guests because we have a lot of great opportunities for us, especially as lay Catholics listening this morning to get involved, you know, whether it's getting involved in our, our family, our local community, uh, politics, or, you know, just even investing in, if we're a father listening, our own spiritual life so that we can be leaders in our family. And we need to be part of a community. Uh, you know, being part of the family naturally extends itself to the community. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, before we kick into our first guest, it's been uh, about a month. How are things going, John? Excellent. Excellent. Um, I tell you, it's uh, been a blessing this last month. It's been, uh, it's been a good time. Yeah. How about you? Uh, yeah. So I've uh, celebrated our daughter's first birthday on the 22nd. So that was, that was pretty exciting. I can't believe a year has passed already yeah. to, to think about where we were a year ago and now where we are now. It's such a gift. Um, I celebrated a birthday. Tonya celebrated her birthday. So been lots wow. of, lots of celebrations. Memorial day, Mother's obviously. Day. Yeah. Mother's day. Yeah. Yep. So uh, a lot of great, a lot of great things to celebrate, and, and it just goes back to the family, right? We're celebrating as a family. Um, my birthday actually happened to be Bella's baptismal day as well. So, you know, we, we just get all kinds of celebrating yeah. life, celebrating the goodness of God. You know, just on a side, I remember that vividly for obvious reasons. I'm her godfather, but um, we, we actually Zoomed to some of the other family members, and that was really kind of weird in a sense, yeah. you know, just because of the time and... and uh, so it was it was um, unforgettable, yeah, in many different ways, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, just want to welcome you in if you're just tuning in to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Clark, joined by Uncle John. Uncle John, and we are so excited to be with you talking about family, talking about fatherhood, and why not kick it off with our first guest here? We've got Father William Slattery. Shanley High School chaplain on to talk about his role as a chaplain, but I think what we're going to dive into as we get further into discussion is your role as a father, really, to these kids. So, good morning, Father. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you today? Good. Well, it's uh, allergy season for me, so a little groggy, but <laughs> yeah, excited yeah. to be here on Monday morning. Absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. You've been at Shanley High School as a chaplain, also a teacher. Fill in the blanks a little bit for our listeners. Yeah, I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. I've been uh, ordained for seven years. Uh, coming up, I'll start eighth year uh, in June, late part of June. And uh, so I've been uh, working in the diocese um, in primarily in the roles of uh, an associate and also as a teacher and now as a chaplain. Um, <clears throat> I was at Holy Cross in uh, West Fargo for the first um, kind of four years of my priesthood. And then... Um, Lately, I've been at Shanley High School, and while I was at Holy Cross, I taught um, in the high school in a kind of a small, but it was a very, I think, fun, exciting position. I got to know a lot of the students through that, and it's been a good transition now. Um, now, as I begin my fourth year at, at, at Shanley High School and Salt and Sacred Heart Academy, Sacred Heart Middle School, um, just enjoying this uh, work in ministry, which does include an element of fatherhood, mm-hmm. uh, unique way, a spiritual fatherhood of. Uh, of these kids who form our, our community with our teachers, our parents, and, uh, and our staff. I think the role of a chaplain for many of us may, I think we have a good idea of exactly what it is, but can you kind of give us an idea of what, you know, your resp- we understand what your responsibilities are, but what, just tell us the day-to-day, you know, what, what kind of pushes you through the day. And- yeah, the responsibilities for the chaplain are, 
or to provide for the spiritual needs of the staff and students and family members of those who are part of that community. Um, there's only a couple kind of ecclesial positions that have canonical legal standing, and that's usually a bishop, um, his vicar general, the pastor of a parish, and then also then these offices that they call chaplains. Um, and those chaplains usually serve um, particular groups in, in a diocese or in the universal church. And so for schools, it's been an area, especially because it's a unique relationship, because all of those students have pastors, all those students you know, have parents, they are part of a diocese, but in these formative years, the church gives them kind of this uh, priest to walk with them, to lead them, guide them, and particularly care for their, uh, their spiritual needs um, as, they, as they continue to grow. And they help the parents, they help the, the school community to keep that dimension of the spiritual life prominent. And so uh, through the year and through the week, that's my primary task is to um, provide for the spiritual needs of the students. Um, so that's regular uh, frequency of the sacraments. So we have weekly mass at Shanley High School, Sacred Heart Middle School. Um, we have access to confessions um, when they need it. Um, and uh, also, again, the spiritual life isn't just about those unique moments in which we encounter Jesus in the sacraments, but also fostering the daily habits of prayer that allow the grace as we receive in those moments to really un, you know, unfold and to grow. And so um, it's you know, education in, in prayer, um, yeah. time for retreat, um, building culture in the school around the celebration of our faith in the liturgical year. Is your spiritual direction part of that too? You know, um, it's a unique relationship. You know, yeah. usually spiritual direction, um, it can be. Um, but it's not uh, it's not a primary role sure. because protection usually comes with uh, an added maturity yeah. <laughs> yeah. and recognition of I want to make decisions and usually you know kids sure. in that area are sure. just figuring out their life but it's usually yeah. giving direction in those moments so yeah. how again their desire for happiness how their desire to grow and learn the natural curiosity that they have um, finds its end in encountering Jesus and in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably unique challenges when working with high schoolers. You know, obviously there's going to be some that are willing to pick up and, and have a prayer life, willing, wanting to invest in that spiritual growth uh, because there, for some, is a maturity level there. But I'm guessing you encounter a lot of kids who are not quite sure about things, you know, uh, maybe even questioning, well, why, you know? Uh, so what if my parents did it? Why do I need to do it? How do you address those unique challenges? You know, even recognizing that for some, you're maybe just planting the seed. You're not, there, it's not actually going to bear fruit until later on in life when they have a, a for whatever reason, a, a personal encounter with the Lord at that particular point versus in high school. Yeah. I think I'm glad you brought that up because that is really a lot of the work is planting seeds. Um, there is a natural curiosity that's there in, in students, and that's why these formative years of middle school, high school are so important. Um, and again, and why even, again, role as parents in those years, even, you know, there, there's a frustration that parents have, and I start to feel it more mm-hmm. as I'm in the school. Like, you know, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, but then it doesn't seem like it <laughs> clicks or it sits in. And then kids, kids make mistakes. Kids, again, they kind of go off on their own, their own way in some ways. Um, but at the same time, those seeds do find uh, often reception, especially when they're presented with the same constancy, with authenticity, 
and with the space for the student to uh, really accept it freely. And that's like in kind of the, the beauty of like a, a school community, like a Catholic school, is that we do surround them with all these occasions. And yeah, there's some things that they at times get dragged to, but there's also so many ways in which they give of themselves in a yes, a free way uh, to really own their faith. And, uh, and I think that's the beauty of it. So, I mean, sometimes it comes while they're there with us in high school. Sometimes it comes later. Sometimes the ones who are on fire and fire, they meet occasions in their life later where you know, that flame kind of seems to go away for a bit. But at the same time, they have these opportunities to really engage with their desire for God and really receive in their heart those seedbeds of faith that can make for a lasting believer. And I love the word you brought up, authenticity. In our work at Covenant Eyes, we're, we're constantly just trying to figure out, you know, what is going to reach those younger generations, you know, iGen and, and stuff like that. We've got millennials pretty well figured out. But, you know, those younger generations, it's like, what is going to reach them? How are we going to reach them with the truth? And the one thing that we keep coming back to is authenticity. You know, they, they have to believe <laughs> that what you have is authentic. And they have to believe it in how they see it lived out. You know, you can say something, but if you're not living it, you're just, you're blowing your credibility right out of the water. Can you talk a little bit more about that authenticity and how that really can cut right to the heart? I think especially, I mean, we can talk about generations, but I mean, I think youth are always the same. And that's, uh, I think authenticity has been important quality of, of a youth of desire for meeting authentic witnesses of the gospel, authentic witnesses of life, mentors, people. And that's why, again, in, in, if you look back at your own childhood, um, you find those people, those coaches, teachers who were inspirational. And it's because they did live out truly what they said. And uh, so I don't think that's changed as much, but uh, there's unique challenges. I think today, because of how kids are connected, mostly, again, these are uniquely connected through the internet, mm-hmm. uh, through technology. And that poses in an important way because that that's kind of reality of projection of authenticity, which is easy when you can, oh, yeah. on digital technology, right, take multiple takes, multiple takes. Right. Uh, it's, it's, again, there's a disconnect that happens there. What is true, what is authentic versus what is lived in human authenticity. Right. And uh, I think that's where important of beauty. So, like, again, um, I think we can talk about this later, but, like, again, in that projection of, uh, you know, the youth aren't really... They're not driven by kind of drawing battle lines in culture. Mm-hmm. They want to see, again, the true, the good, the beautiful presented to them. Again, and that's who's the faith as well. Right. Um, presented to them authentically from that perspective, not just as, you know, if you're over here, you're a Christian, this is the true, good, the beautiful, and you're right, and everyone else is wrong. Um, they want to see a lived expression of that that draws them because they're, again, the natural curiosity in, in, in a child is to come to know the truth, and uh, they can only do that by what they see. Well, that's a great spot to step away for a minute for a quick break, but stay with us. We're going to continue our conversation with Father William Slattery, chaplain of Shanley High School, right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you? 
know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish, one who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us here on Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Good morning, Brandon. John Clark. John. And we are having a great conversation here with Father William Slattery, chaplain of Shanley High School, talking about his role... In the things that he does. And before we went to break, we were really talking about authenticity and planting that seed and having those core truths be what guides us, whether we encounter that in a deep and real way in high school or that comes later in life. He was talking about the receptivity there especially among the students, is, is really good in, in young people. And Father, you know, before the break, you were also mentioning that... Um, when it comes to social movements, right, they're, they're not really, kids are not really um, drawing a line in the sand as far as getting combative. But I think what you were speaking to in terms of truth, beauty, and goodness really leads to being willing to take action, kind of encountering that core truth and letting that be what leads us. And I think really, in many ways, that's that authenticity being lived out. And I just, I bring this up because one of the things that I'm seeing is this pro-life generation. You know, these young people who are just so on fire for life. We see, you know, hundreds of thousands of people at the March for Life every year in Washington, D.C., and many of them are young people, a large contingent coming from the Catholic high schools in North Dakota. Can you talk about this this movement, but how it comes from that deeper belief and that deeper core truth. 
Well, I think <clears throat> that that kind of like the pro life movement is a great example of, I think, the openness of youth to receive truth. Um, what kind of unites that whole kind of group as they come into DC is one universal truth that life is sacred, life is beautiful, and that's again a very clear statement. And again, for there, you see again that kind of tendency in the youth to be drawn by a truth and not just by kind of falling in behind in kind of a line of, of soldiers or, or kind of warrior combative approach uh, to fighting culture. But it is really kind of everyone gathered around this, again, belief in the sacredness of life. Um, and that's going to it's expressed there as we, you know, go out to the, you know, the abortion clinic here in Fargo and pray. Um, as, as youth in the, who are gathered in the pro-life movement are around the country, they are doing it from a position of confidence in what they believe, but also peacefulness and the openness to the reality that the truth will be victorious. Again, within, so therefore you don't have to you know, denigrate your opponent. You don't have to fight um, because the truth fights for you. And again, they see the power of that. But it comes from that desire, I think you said, of authenticity, that draw um, for wanting to experience the truth. And that's why, again, the, the D.C. trip that we take, and I hope that we haven't been able to do it the last two years, it's mm-hmm. been really sad, but we're going to do it next year. But it becomes a very poignant moment in the lives of these young people um, because they get to stand there. They see, the, again, those who are like them from all over the country with that same kind of hunger. And even for those who are still kind of wondering in that moment, they might have thought going to D.C. <laughs> is a nice way to get out of school for a couple of days. Something can happen there because mm-hmm. they do see those people who are there to speak charitably, peacefully, about the sacredness of life, that also includes their own life. Because I think uniquely that's what the youth experience is. There is, again, an understanding of I am sacred, but the world doesn't often treat me that way. Even our schools cannot treat me that way. With bullying, with uh, the kind of social problems they have, the desire for friendship that that they have that often doesn't find a release, um, they see gathered there an affirmation of what they know and what Mm -hmm. they desire. And how can you, how can that that experience... Um, be drawn from to develop other virtues and other, uh, you know, just the development of the whole uh, Catholic experience in high school? I think it's a great example that at the core you need to say something. And that's what really gathers the community. And again, virtue and then passing on core values, especially of our faith, um, it, it can't be just kind of learned by me just repeating them to you, but it has to be an authentically lived expression. And so it can really only happen in the school. And while we can kind of meet the gap in our own lives, especially the lives of the youth, that comes from that distance of technology, that they're so connected to technology that often they hunger for the experience, but they don't know how to receive them. The school community becomes so essential for that because school becomes the way in which those values in the, the, that can be passed on in an encounter that authentically allows them to own it to receive it you know when i think of that i always think of um that the people kids that age they, they need a, some stable ground to stand on it's even more important now would you agree that um you know when you have a phone and you have social media you're you can be pulled in so many different directions that just being able to know that that's solid um is, is something you can fall back on if you need to yeah i think uh you know our students are more 
likely today to learn from their phone immediately yeah. than uh, than any other generation. Right? Again, the, the access they have to information to a presentation of a value is unprecedented in history. Again, and with that, there's a lot of competing values. However, what really changes culture and what also changes one's life, uh, both as a disciple of Christ but also as a human being, is the constancy. And that's, again, what we've, why the church focuses on these formative years, middle school, high school, as a way to help them to grow in the understanding of their humanity, but also their calling as sons and daughters of God. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, and I think one of the biggest challenges that we face today as a culture is identity, you know, and knowing who we are as beloved sons, beloved daughters. You know, I look at my daughter as a father. I want her to know that she's created unique and unrepeatable, that she's loved beyond anything else by our father because she's her beloved or she's his beloved daughter you know and we see in the you know whether it's the the homosexuality movement or the transgender movement you know that there's just an attack in identity and so as a father right a spiritual father how do you work to create that foundation in identity in these kids because some of them you know themselves depending on what their home life looks like or who their friends outside of school may be, might also be confused. How do you work to build that foundation and help them to at least know who they are? Well, I think that goes back to the importance of those core values of a Catholic school. Um, that, again, in passing on the faith and the work of virtue that happens out of school. Um, because, again, is the constancy. Because, again, questions and confusion of identity come at different moments and again, you can't point to someone and say they're going to be fine or they're going to have troubles. Right. Yeah. But the reality is that this is the part of education. And um, I think the, what, what can helps us in the, in the path, I think, forward in this kind of – this it is a battle. Even if, like, again, we don't like to – again, the youth aren't really drawn to want to draw lines. It is a battle of competing values. But I think – Again, how we as parents and cooperating with parents, we as teachers, pass on the reality that sacred scripture is essential for us to understand our identity. Right. We can't just come to know it ourselves. And also, identity is a gift given to us by God, not kind of again realized by myself or made by myself. Mm -hmm. And so the way in which we pass on that understanding in a constancy with authenticity um, is so essential. Um, and again, tying it to that reality of life being sacred is going to be the important part of that. So that the person who is, we would say, again, straying, that we seek especially in charity to affirm them in their human dignity through that process uh, is, is going to be the thing that the youth are going to see. Um, when we shun, when we divide, right. when we break away, when our life becomes hypocritical from what we do what we say, um, that's going to begin lead the youth, especially to um, to close their ears, to look to some other voice. And I think that's what I really like about this particular environment, right? Because I, I don't like this phrase because I think it's used in the wrong way, but, but really the, the Catholic schools become a, a safe place to explore. And what I mean by that is question things and find the truth, you know, and knowing that the, the teachers, the leaders at the Catholic school aren't going to see like, oh, hey, you're questioning your sexuality. Well, maybe you're actually this, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to direct them that direction. You're going to direct them in the way of 
truth. And and you you mentioned this before, so maybe this is a nice transition as we close out of of helping them encounter real truth, beauty, and goodness versus our other side in, in, in many public schools, right, that are just going to say, oh, you should go this direction because this is what you're feeling. Yeah. Well, I think at the, at the core about it is, um, you know, a kind of school is a school with human beings, and it's imperfect uh, mm-hmm. with that. There's struggles there. Um, and again, but at the same time, it's a place where the truth is welcome. And so, again, no matter our students' experience, uh, what is presented to them is that basic truth, which is that their identity is a gift given to them by God. And they find the fulfillment, no matter the obstacles they face. I think that's the beauty of Catholic school, too, is just that it is human. It's not just like the perfect place where you go and see your kid and they're not going to have any problems. It's like, nope, we've got bullying, we've got struggles, we've got student behavior just listen we got bad teachers sometimes Mm -hmm. uh but it's a human family that's committed to living out the truth which means honesty welcoming the gospel message reception of that gift of calling from god but at the same time the way we fail we commit ourselves to overcoming our failures seeking god's mercy and then we commit ourselves to the service of what the gospel then means to be lived out so the way we try to open those relationships help the kids build authentic friendships, help the kids understand that that vocation received as a gift has to also be given to find its fulfillment in, in, our, in our human meaning of life. Well, Father, thanks so much for being on with us this morning, talking about your role and, and diving into some some important topics, but, but can be tougher topics. But what I love about... Real Presence Radio, what I love about our Catholic faith is we're not willing to shy away from the truth, um, even when that's not as easy to talk about, especially when we look at the attacks in culture. So thanks so much for being on with us. Uh, just really quick, if somebody wants to learn more about Shanley High School, where can they go? Uh, jp2schools.org is our website for all of our schools in the Fargo area, and uh, they can go there, and uh, they've got a bunch of resources. You can call our, our office and get a tour. Um, Lori Hager runs our, our kind of... Uh, enrollment program and so you feel free to come shadow a student whatever if you want your student to come through uh that'd be a great way and good resource to follow sounds great thanks again father all right we need to head to a break but stay with us because we're going to go beyond politics right there's there's democrat there's republican out there but there are important movements that need to happen that get beyond party lines and that's what we're going to talk about when real presence live continues right after this live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the real presence radio network